stretch to Season 3, Episode 9 of TheDashRink.com, the Blackhawks Rinkcast. Brought to you by the Overtime Media Podcast Network. Your sport, your team, on your time. And as always, we are brought to you by our founding sponsors at TalkHockey.com. That's P-U-C-K-H-C-K-Y.com. Check out their new lines. Throw some rinkware in the cart, too. Use discount code THERINK for 10% off of all of your orders. And, uh, they, of course, they have all the goalie mask stuff. Uh, they got some new flannels out there. Actually, uh, I saw the flannel the other day, and I was thinking about buying one, even though I don't wear flannels, but it's a nice it's a nice looking <laughs> flannel. Uh, but, yeah, head over there. Grab yourself some rink wear. Grab yourself some uh, puck hockey gear, some metal stuff. Uh, it's all good stuff. So, uh, so with that being said, uh, today is Thursday, January 9th, 2020. Yes, I got to practice that, 2020. And I am your host, Jeff Osborne, infamously known on the Twitters as Puck and Hostel. My name is Jeff. It's Hefe, man. Y'all need to take a hit of this, Jeffrey. It'll calm you down. And I'm joined by my co-host, partner crime, John Jekyll. Hello. Hello, I'm coming to you tonight from the newly renovated and upgraded Vivid Seat Studio. <laughs> so I no longer sound like I'm uh, broadcasting from a dry toilet bowl. Well, that's a plus. They're the yes. two biggest dickheads in the world. <laughs> Indeed. Indeed. But I hope you had a nice Christmas. Uh, I think we, we took a little bit of time off. Everyone spent time with their families. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so that's good. good it was to both hear. holly and jolly. It was all good. Back ready for the new year for more uh, excitement surrounding the Chicago Blackhawks. I say that with no small amount of sarcasm. Yeah. But we'll do our best. And, Keep uh, the excitement up. And propaganda. Figure it out. That's right. Yes. The propaganda is starting. Yeah. Yes. The Stan Bowman, the Stan Bowman press conference, which means there's some shit out there. I don't like, and I better say something now. I better, I better spin this. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of that going on. So we're we're not going to spend a whole lot of time. I mean, the Blackhawks are about to get started in, uh, let's see right now, five minutes. (laughs) So we'll be watching the game. You might hear us uh, groaning and complaining. What is this? this poll they have up which team in the wild card hunt will be the blackhawks biggest threat biggest threat oh, to what oh. <laughs> biggest threat oh. to what <laughs> <laughs> biggest threat oh jesus christ uh, all of the above yeah uh vancouver Steve. minnesota nashville san jose i mean they're all going to finish out of the Blackhawks. Well, yeah, Minnesota. I think they all are, actually. Because uh, I, don't, I don't see the Blackhawks getting out of the basement. But uh, right now, it's like a tie between them and Nashville and uh, someone else. I was looking at yeah. it this morning. It's like a five-way tie for last place. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's how bad things are right now. But, uh, you know, some things happened over the last couple of weeks. Uh, the Predators uh, fired their coach, which surprised yep. me. Because I really didn't think that uh, the Predators would fire their coach before the Blackhawks fired theirs. <laughs> I, I found it, uh, you know, I, I think Peter Laviolette's a good coach. I think Peter Laviolette is better than Jeremy Colleton. And I'm not taking a shot at Jeremy Colleton there. I just mean that, you know, Peter Laviolette, Peter Laviolette is a pretty good coach. So. Well, he certainly has more of a proven track record of success. Um, you know, people say, whoa, whoa. What, what Stanley Cups is he won? Well, you know, I mean, <laughs> I, I I think Jeremy Carlton is far from winning a Stanley Cup at this point. So, um, but, you know, 
all that said, I there was some some talk when that went down that the Hawks might swoop in and hire Peter Laviolette. Apparently, if that's going to happen, it's not going to happen anytime quickly or soon. Um, you know, um, I think it's good in a way. I mean, I I think a coaching change at this point is not going to necessarily really change the outcome of the season. But all it does is it makes the coach the scapegoat for, you know, the failings of the front office. And I, I think that would be wrong. Yeah, we actually have a little bit of a question about that later. So we'll probably that's a good foreshadowing for the uh, probably the end where we, t- we actually answer a couple questions. We've uh, upgraded our foreshadowing game, too, for 2020. It's it's pretty remarkable. <laughs> oh, Peter Patter, let's get at her. So anyway. Uh, the Blackhawks, uh, they lost to Calgary the other day, two to one. Uh, I mean, you know, it was, it was, the, they're letting up less goals, but they're scoring less goals. Uh, so I don't know what part of that is good and what part of that is bad. I guess the not giving up, you know, four goals a game, even though your goalie's making, you know, 35 plus saves is pretty good. Cause they, I think they, uh, gave up under 30 shots. Uh, so that, that is trending in the right direction, but yes, um, I mean, they're still losing every time. They basically have to win two out of three every two out of three game of every games, every game for the rest of the season, uh, to you know even really have a realistic shot at making the playoffs. And they're not going to win two out of three games for the no. rest of the season. It's just not going to happen. No. And, no. and Patrick Kane would have to really score a, a goal or game or more for that to really happen, uh, because they just don't. Yeah, their their offense isn't good enough. They're missing Brandon Side, who's one of their best players. And he, you know, we, you don't know when he's going to be back. They're missing two of their best defensive defensemen, uh, you know, or better defensive defensemen. Yeah. It's just uh, they, they're missing too much. They're they don't have a, enough solid scoring. They don't have enough depth. Uh, it just they don't have a lot of stuff. And you know, right. I don't want to come here and slam them, but let's be realistic. You know. Yeah. Well, the you know the other problem with this now almost yearly narrative of anything can happen um, is that it, it gives the front office a certain amount of leeway um, in terms of not being um, sellers at the deadline. Um, you know, and this is a year really where even some of the biggest jabroni meatballs out there are saying that the, you know, the team needs to go into full rebuild, rebuild mode mode and, you know, stop all this screwing around every year. And, uh, you know, I just I just think that politically the the management of the team would like nothing better than to have a little playoff race this year. You know, like we had last year and the year before, but we didn't really have them because it was a complete joke. It was a smokescreen, and um, that's that's the the danger with all this talk about you know the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's fine. Let's say they make it; they're going to get absolutely smoked by whoever they play. So, what's the point? No, you know, there is no it, point. It's just holiday era. It's just uh, playoff revenue. That's all they're going to get. Right, and, and all right. that does is line their pockets. It's not right. doing the team any good. I mean, drafting, you know, in, in, the, in the number 9, 10, 11, 13 slot, like, which is probably where they'll end up if they do that, you know, if they, if they try to make a late run like that, isn't going to do this team any good. Like getting right. a, the next, what, say Adam Boquist, who, you know, is just now playing in the NHL. You know, he was drafted two years ago. He's still really raw. He's not helping the team out now. I mean, that's not going to do anyone any good. You're going to have to take a reach on a player. Once you get out of the top 10 or maybe even a top five, like who knows when those players are going to make any kind of, uh, you know, impact on your roster or your organization. 
Yeah. It's not going to help the team now for them to make a playoff run. It's just not. Yeah. They need to build up the core of the team. They need to build up all that stuff. Yeah. So Agreed. Yeah. I mean, it, this is all stuff, and it, this is nothing new. This is stuff we've been saying for well over a year, but no one wanted to listen. Everyone wanted to believe the nonsense, and, uh, you know, hey. Man, I'm tired of being right. So, <laughs> I mean, we're just being realistic. It's not like we – some people want to make it out like we hate the team. We want them to lose. I don't want them to lose. It's not No, fun. I want them to win. It's not fun. What's fun is beating the hell out of every team in the league. But they're not in a position to do that right now. They're just not. You got to be realistic no. about it. You know, that's just delusional. Uh, the, the other day it was before the Calgary game. They had a poll, one of those polls on NBCSN. Uh, you know, do you think this team is a you know playoff worthy team? Eighty nine percent of the people, yes. Come on, man. <laughs> Come on, that's ridiculous. And then, and then you know, if you if you put that same poll up. After the game, when they lost two to one, I'll bet you it would be down to like 65%. One game's worth. Instead of seeing the big picture, everyone's, you know, fixated on that, you know, recency bias of right. that, the, that one last game. Like, say they win six to one tonight. They win six to one tonight. Everyone's going to be like, oh, they're going to the Stanley Cup. They're back, baby. And then, yeah. you know, Saturday, they, uh, they, they go out there and they lay an egg and they get, you know, shut out three nothing. And it's like, well, they're the worst team on the face of the yeah. earth. And it's like, you know, you really got it. You have to look at the big picture, really. And that's what we're trying to, we're trying to preach here. Look at the big picture and what has to be done. Look, look in the future years down the road, you know, uh, you it, it's, it's really simple. There's, there's no, like, there's no benchmark you know, of, 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 of improvement. There's no realistic benchmark of improvement that they're going to reach this season. That's going to change the fact that it's a mediocre team with an aging core, um, and aging and, and in some cases underperforming core. Um, and, um, you know, a couple of very promising, very young players, and then not much in between, um, terrible defensively, Absolutely just loathsomely terrible defensively. Uh, really not good at the center position after Taves. Um, and, and those are facts. I mean, there, there's no special benchmark like getting the second uh, wild card, for example, because Vancouver craps the bet or something. And, and you know, um, Nashville craps the bet, let's say. Th- that doesn't change the fact that this team is not very good, that it's been directionless for three years. It has. It's been directionless. They've been doing this half rebuild. Let's try to make the playoffs while rebuilding bullshit that hasn't worked. And it's gotten us, you know, to our fourth consecutive year where we're looking at, at you know, being out of the playoffs um, and toward the bottom of the conference. What more do these people need to see to understand what's going on and what the price that, you know, the prices that needs to be paid? And that it, they, they ha- it's just stunning. They haven't won a playoff game in four years. Uh, they haven't been in the playoffs in over two. Like they're trending downward. They're not trending up. And at uh, the you know at the best, they might be as good as they were. You know, they might finish as good as they did last year. And yeah, you know that that doesn't do anyone any good. You know, a race to the a race to the bottom is all it is. Yeah. yeah. So it's like you know. 
they, they yeah they they need to sell some pieces off and 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 they're not going to you're you're also not going to make a run and to win two two out of three games with Brent Seabrook, Andrew Shaw, Kelvin DeHaan, and Dylan Strom all on IR, right? Um, and yeah, you know you're you're counting on Dylan Sakura, uh, John Quenville. I mean these guys are <laughs> AHL players. You're going to count on them to, to take you down the stretch run. They've got some good players and 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 uh you know. There's uh, someone coming back tonight, like Drake Kajul, who's missed, you know, a couple of months. Uh, you know, he's he's a nice... not a difference maker. No. He's not a difference maker. No, he's a nice player. He's a nice depth player. You can slide him up and down the lineup. He hustles. You know, he's a valuable player, but he's not, you know. When, when, when Brian, Brian uh, Carpenter is, is playing second-line center for you, there's some problems. There's right. some really big, big problems. Right. And, right. and really – you look at the roster, and I was just looking at the lines that uh, that they had. You had uh, uh, Kampf, uh, Nylander, uh, Quenville, Highmore. Uh, those guys are basically, at this point in time, they're pretty much AHL players. Even though Kampf and, and Nylander have been on you know the NHL roster all season, their quality you know is is just borderline NHL, probably AHL quality play. And then on defense, you've got Boquist who is playing really his first year of pro hockey. Uh, and uh, Dylan Sakura, again, who's another AHL player. Dennis Gilbert, another AHL player. Yeah. Like half your roster is AHL players at this point in time. You know, you know, the, I'll tell you the other thing too, and I want to be fair. Try, I always try to be fair. You know, a lot of people criticize Stan Bowman for how empty the pipeline is, et cetera, et cetera. Um, uh, but the, you know, the truth of the matter is, is when he made that trade with Montreal for, um, uh, Christ, uh, Weiss Fleischman, Fleischman and Weiss. I said at the time, I said, you know, I don't know how this trade is going to work out, but at least the GM is emptying the barrels, trying to, trying to load up for the playoffs and fill, you know, fill some gaps in the team that he sees. And, you know, that's, that's where the Hawks were at that time. That was the year after he made the trade for Vermette and they won the cup, you know, or no, maybe it was. Two years. I don't know. It was, and then you know they they also you know made a big trade at the deadline for Lad around that time as well. And you know what, that one didn't work out either. But at the at the end of the day, at where the team was at that time, that's what you had to do. That was the right thing for the GM to do. Now you can argue that you know he he missed totally misjudged Weiss and Fleischman. Yeah, he did probably. But you know at the same time, he didn't totally misjudge on Vermette. And I don't think he really misjudged on Ladd either. I just don't think it was enough to get that team over the hump. But, you know, so what's happened as a result of that is for several years, he's given away a lot of draft. He gave away a lot of draft picks, you know, in order to stay at that very elite level and, and run for a cup every year. And that's the price you pay. I totally get it. But you know what? It doesn't change the fact that here you are and you're talking about Dylan Secura as your big uh, trade deadline day ac- acquisition. Yeah. That's, a, that's a joke. It's a disaster. And and really what you have is, like I said, you've got a couple of very good, very young recent draft picks. Um, you've got an aging core that used to be just all great players, you know, that that form the core of those three cup teams. But in between, you don't got much. You know, people get all excited about Alex Dabrinkit and Dylan Strom, et cetera. Uh, you know, for what they are, they're okay. I mean, I know it's sacrilege to say that about Dabrinkit, but he's a guy who scores goals, but he doesn't do much else. And I'm sorry, hockey is a game where the the, the greatest players are are players who make a difference in all three zones. Um, 
you know, you, you want to talk about, I mean, he scores about as many goals as Marion Hosa did, but he's like one third the player. Why? Because Hosa was a great three zone player. Yeah. And, and, and so the, the reality of it is, is, you know, it's just time for Stan Ballman to sort of, or, or the, the organization really, cause it's not just Ballman. It's the organization has got to have the courage and it's going to have to, to swallow some, you know, some money to, to admit the fact that they have got to rebuild now because, because what they've tried to do this backdoor rebuild, another term for it, um, it, it hasn't worked. It, and it, if you keep doing this year after year, you just keep kicking the damn can down the road. They got lucky to get the pick for Kirby Doc. Lucky to get the third overall pick in that draft. Great. Take that. But you know what? It doesn't mean you're going to get a third overall pick every year. And if you do, that means you're really rebuilding because your team is crap. Yeah, definitely. Well, all that yelling. <laughs> am, I, am I a little too hot coming in? No, 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 no. You're good. <laughs> Both of us were just yelling back and forth. We're all fired up tonight. Yeah, just a couple old guys yelling at microphones. Yeah, for sure. So, well, let's take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll wrap this thing up and uh, we'll let everyone get on to their night and uh, or day or weekend or whatever they're doing. So uh, here comes a break. Finding the right pros for home projects can be tough and spark a lot of questions like, how do I find a pro who can help? Will they do a good job? Will I get a fair price? That's where HomeAdvisor can help. From leaky faucets to major remodels, HomeAdvisor connects you to the right pro for the job in seconds and even helps you get a fair price. Read reviews, check project cost guides, and book appointments. Go to HomeAdvisor.com or download the free HomeAdvisor app to start your next project. All right, welcome back. So uh, I, I want to keep the momentum going. So let's let's talk about some Blackhawks stuff. They're about to, they're about ready to get rolling here. Uh, Pecorine against uh, Corey Crawford. It's nice to see uh, something I had put here in the uh, in the outline. Uh, we saw a couple games ago. Robin Lehner got hurt. Uh, it looks like he hurt his knee. He was actually hit in the collarbone a couple times with shots. He really got beat up in that game. Uh, but he did hurt his knee after the game. They said it wasn't anything big, and then. I guess they kind of reneged on that deal and uh, said, you know, he was out for a couple days and uh, Kevin Lincoln came up and sat on the bench and got a good view of Corey Crawford playing back-to-back games. Uh, but luckily, uh, Laner seems to be back, uh, ready to go. He's not playing tonight, but uh, Corey Crawford's getting his third game in a row, I think it is. And uh, so, but it's nice to see Laner's back. Um, we yeah. don't want to see him out long-term, but... It, Speaking of the goalies and speaking of, you know, the, the fallacy of what's going on and what this team really is, I mean, the bottom line is, is, and we've said it several times, that the reason the team's record is anywhere near respectable is because of the goalies. Yeah. If the goalies weren't playing as good as they are playing, they might not have 10 wins at right. this point in time. Because there are several games that the at least five that I can probably count off the top of my head that the goalies just stood, flat out stole the game. There are games they had no business winning, and they ended up winning because the goalies were you know just playing out of their minds. So uh, you know you got to keep that's another thing you got to keep in mind, man. When, when you're when you're thinking about this team, you you can't just you know you really got to think smart about this and what this team really uh, is good at and isn't good at, and they're not good at a lot of things. To be honest with you, um, hockey. Yeah, I mean they scored a lot at the beginning of the season, but that's they've come back down to earth. And with you know injuries mounting and stuff, you're counting on, like we said, you know Dylan Sakura to score goals. Like, okay, good luck with that. Uh, I wouldn't yeah. bet on that in Vegas. I'll tell you that. 
you know, Kirby Doc's not going to exactly, you know, light the league on fire. He's doing fine, but, you know, he's no, not... I mean, this is this is a this is an apprenticeship for him. I mean, yeah, you know, it, it's obvious that he's going to be a very good player. How how good? That's you know, just you can't predict that right now. But he's going to be at least a very good player. Um, but he's only just, you know, probably. 25, 30% of what he's ultimately going to become. I mean, he's 18 years old. He's gangly and gawky and he gets pushed around and, and, you know, but you know, there's a lot of skill there. There's a lot of size. There's a lot of room to grow into that body. And, and, uh, but you know, this is an apprenticeship for him and it really is for Boquist too. And all that said, you know, if that is, you know, the, the, the smart thing as far as rebuilding the team, great. I embrace it. You know, I'm, you know, I, 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 I'm optimistic about both those kids. You know, we've, we've, we've really ragged on Adam Boquist for a while. Um, but I mean, he, he's got some really raw talent and I, and I want to see him turn into, you know, that next great Blackhawks defenseman that, you know, may get his number in the rafters someday kind of thing. Uh, I really want that to happen. I, I'm not, I don't want to see him fail because if he fails, this, we're going to be some miserable son of a bitches. You know, uh, one of the things that I like about him um, early on, aside from his obvious skating gifts and, and his gifts with the puck, um, you know, that little that little shot slash pass that he put on net that Kubelik scored the other night. I really believe that was a pass. And that's yeah. that's that's a gift. I mean, that that kind of vision and ability from the point. Um, the other thing I really like about it one is that nothing even though predators. he makes, sorry, one nothing predators. Oh, yeah, there you go. But even though he makes mistakes, um, he really does seem focused and dedicated and committed to playing his position up and down the ice. And so, I mean, I could, again, it's hard. Yeah, there it is. It's hard to say how good he's going to be. Um, probably even harder to project him than it is doc. Um, because doc has that size advantage where you, where there's a certain amount of, um, certainty you have that he's going to be a, a you know, be able to compete physically in the league. And you can't say that as much about, about Boquist at this point. But one thing is for sure, Boquist is going to be a better player than, than Eric Gustafson. Yes. You know, so because, because of the fact that he cares about his position up and down the ice and Boquist or Do- Gustafson at age 27 has never been able to figure that out or he just doesn't care. Yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. He, he is already better defensively than uh, yeah. Gustafson's yeah. been. Um, which is, you know, that's very positive. Uh, oh God, that goal. Roman Yossi walks in from the point, banks it off of Arvidsson into the Hawks net, yeah. right in front yeah. of Duncan Keith. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. This is so frustrating. Keith's, Keith's still out there. Yeah. Yeah. Unreal. Well, we were talking, you know, impressive rookies and you mentioned Kubelik. So that's a nice segue into Dominic Kubelik. I kind of wanted to talk about him a little bit because I don't think we, I don't think anyone's I mean, he's starting to get a little bit of fanfare, but um, I don't think he's getting enough credit. I think Dominic Kubalik has, has been a really nice find. You know, a, a former fifth round draft, or a, I think he traded for a fifth round draft pick uh, for you know, uh, they basically got him for nothing because that fifth round draft pick is never is not going to turn into anything. And uh, this guy's got you know 13 goals. He's uh, he's second in the league in goal scoring for rookies with 13 goals, and. Yeah. Uh, for points, I mean, I think he's like sixth or something, but I mean, sixth in the entire league, that's pretty good for a guy who, you know, got the healthy scratch treatment a couple games. And, uh, you know, he's, this is his first time in North American ice and, you know, all those things we've said about like, you know, players coming over from Europe and, and all that stuff. He seems to be, you know, doing all right. And he's not a particularly fast player, 
but he seems to, you know, be in the right spot. He shoots pretty well. Um, he's got good instinct. Uh, see, I, I actually, I think he's got pretty good speed. I, and I think the other thing I see with him is you watch him around the net and he knows how to get into those soft areas and, uh, you know, get himself open for goals. I think he's a guy that, you know, he's going to, he's probably going to consistently score, you know, 20, 25, 30 goals a year, probably in the league. Um, and, and, you know, what you want to see him is, is, you know, round out that game more, be able to do more things. One of the things I really loved about that goal the other night, in addition to the, the nifty little tip is that he, you know, he worked to get into that position and, you know, he was being, um, you know, scuffled with by the opponent. He worked to get in position and to stay there. And that's what enabled him to get that goal. Um, and, and those are really positive attributes, I think. So there's, there's a lot of raw talent there with him and he, that shot is amazing. He's got too. I mean, he gets that thing off fast, so he's going to score some goals. And, and the question becomes, you know, can he become, you know, an, an all around, you know, significant contributor to the team? I, I think the raw talent is there. I mean, I remember when, uh, the Hawks traded Cahoon, um, to Pittsburgh and Pittsburgh, you know, all the Pittsburgh fans, as they always do, were snickering about this great player they got. And I guess, you know, Cahoon's had a pretty good year with 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 the Penguins. But I got to be honest with you, I you know, I never thought there was anything much special about Cahoon. But but Kubalik has some talent that stands out. Yeah, I I I was really hoping, you know, I was really hoping that what I saw in film was going to translate over, and you know, and you never know. Uh, right, because when you're playing over in Finland and then you come over the you know the NHL, there's a there's a whole lot of difference between those two leagues. There just really is, uh, you know that that league is probably more um, closer to ECHL than it is NHL, and uh, so I was hoping, you know, I saw a big body. He like you know he's good at driving to the net. I saw uh, you know a guy who would play the point on the power play and had a nice shot. They would set him up for one timers, and I was hoping that we we could see some of this translate over because he could end up being a real steal. And it's looking like you know a good portion of it has translated over, and uh, you know his shot, his uh, I like his hockey sense. You know that's really good. He seems to be willing to use his size uh, to get in front of the net, and that's you know something that the Blackhawks haven't had a lot of because they've been you know drafting these these midgets that, you know, just can't <laughs> hang in front of the net. I mean, really, honestly, you, you could, you could snicker and you can complain that, you know, Oh, you know, everyone's discounting all these small players. Small players do have a place, but you can't have all small players. No, you can't. You have Alex to If you're going to put him in front of that net where Dominic Kubelik hangs out all the time, Alex to is going to get killed. He's going to get murdered. Yeah. You know, and the other thing is, is and I, I, I know it sounds like a broken record, but small players, unless they're really, really um, small but hateful players like Theo Fleury or, uh, you know, Marchand or, um, you know, uh, uh, Marty St. Louis, I mean, small players tend Goudreau. to get marginalized. Yeah. They, they tend to get marginalized in the playoffs. Um, you know, I get to see Cam Atkinson play on a regular basis, and he, he's a really good player, and he's, he plays hard. Um, but I remember in those just brutal playoff series that they had, especially the one against Boston last year. I mean, yeah, Atkinson was marginalized because, you know, it was big boy hockey and, you know, he's a smaller guy relies on speed and finesse more so than, than, you know, size and strength, which, which he doesn't really have. And that's why you need, you know, and when you look at the Stanley cup teams they're they aren't just big bully teams, they're big bullying, skilled teams. And, you know, that, because that's what playoff hockey is. And we talk about that a lot in our shows, probably every every show. Yeah, but it's true. I mean, 
And, um, you know, so that's why, I mean, I would love to actually love to see Kubelik. I, I think he's about 25. I'd love yeah. to see him put on a little more weight um, and get, you know, move into more perhaps of a power of a power forward type of role. Um, but I, I, like I said, I think he's going to be a goal scorer. I think he's a guy that um, if he can if he can learn to to use his body a little more, um, he could be a pretty effective NHL player. And yeah. that's a great find. Yeah, for sure. Stan nailed it on that one. You know, yeah. we, we rag on. I, I, I'm a lot happier with, you know, his more recent ones, but um except for the one that today that I retweeted, which was the uh, how everyone's over there slobbering over uh, Henry Yokiharu and how he's been a nice find and everything. And I, 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 I can't help but feel like Stan Bowman just gave him away for, you know, uh, just hopes and dreams, a player who's just, you know, had very little uh, as far as, uh, you know, flashes with Nylander. He's just been a struggling and, yeah. uh, you know, just it, it 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 pains me to have to watch you know a player succeed like that when you know a lot of us thought he could be a decent NHL uh, you know defenseman for this team, and uh, now he's not around anymore and he's contributing to another team and getting accolades there and that's uh, yeah. while you know Jeremy Colleton is sitting you know Alex Nylander for two straight games in the press box for uh, Dylan Sakura. Who hadn't scored in forty NHL games, so. <clears throat> but hey, congratulations! There's a, there's a choice. Yeah, congratulations on your first NHL goal, Dylan Sakura. After forty games, uh, a little wide open. Side. Yeah, at a wide open net. If you if you would have, someone uh, I think messaged me on Twitter and said something about like you know if that was Dylan Sakura of last year, he would have definitely healed that one. <laughs> yeah, and uh, you know, I think he he really guided that one into the net. Uh, because I think he felt that too. So, but, uh, so yeah, don't, uh, Dominic Kubelik, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm high on him. So, uh, I'm hoping that, uh, we get to see more of him. And, and right now he's got 23 points at the halfway point. Um, you know, if, if he gets 40 points, I mean, that's pretty good. I mean, that's, uh, yeah. you know, that's what, uh, Richard Panic had in that year when he was really good for the Blackhawks, uh, which was a year after, uh, Andrew Shaw left when he had 40 points. Um, you know, if you're getting Dominic Kubelik at, you know, league minimum or whatever, uh, put 40 points in there for you and being able to play top line left wing or whatever, uh, I, you know, play the power play. Hey, you know, <laughs> I'm all for it. So, um, let's see, uh, Dylan Strom, we can talk about that a little bit. Um, the other night against Calgary, he felt awkwardly on his leg. It looks like, a he kind of twisted his ankle a little bit. I would my guess would be it's kind of like a, a high ankle sprain, probably. Yeah. Um, good thing it wasn't a knee because you don't want that. But um, it's never good when your second line center is going to be out for, you know, maybe three weeks, maybe a month, uh, you know, all, all through, you know, January, maybe into February when, uh, you know, you're trying to quote unquote make a playoff run and you're, you know, your second line center uh, who takes some of, some of the pressure off of, uh, Jonathan Taves, uh, you know, isn't available. Yeah. Well, and if it is in fact a high ankle sprain, um, that's not like a normal ankle sprain that can take a long time to come back from. So that was a, um, that was a pretty ugly injury. I'm kind of actually surprised that they're describing him as day to day and, and not, and he's not gone on the, on the IR. Uh, but, uh, I mean, I, I, we'll have to see, I don't know. It, it looked pretty bad when it happened. 
Yeah. Well, I, I'm glad. I'm glad it's they. They said it's you know a little bit better than we had all uh, thought. Up oh, to nothing. Yeah. 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 There's Adam. Anything Bokers, could happen. Adam Boak was falling down, and uh, yeah. Okay. Well. Anything could happen. To nothing, and it's not even ten minutes into the first period. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. All right. Um, so yeah, uh, we hope Dylan Strom comes back. I mean, I, I like him as a second line center. I think that's you know that's a fine position for him. I think him playing with Debrinket is good. I think that's going to maximize your production out of both players. Uh, and you know, fine, keep them together for the next five six years. That's fine. Uh, don't count them to be the next uh, you know Taze and Kane, but no. They, you know, could be the next, uh, what yeah. <laughs> they, they haven't been really good with second line centers, uh, over the last decade, you know, Bernie Brad, Nichols. Brad, yeah, I know. I, I said Bernie Nichols before, but I don't think he's going way as, back. I don't think he's as good as Bernie Nichols. No, he's uh, not. but, uh, you know, Hey, like a Brad Richards and Patrick Sharp kind of, uh, you know. Robert Lang. <laughs> Oof. Well, Robert Lang, when, Brendan uh, Morrison, uh, <laughs> Robert did. Lang before he, uh, before he, uh, you know, was with the Hawks when he was like 38 yeah. years old. Yeah. Maybe, maybe more of a Detroit Robert Lang. Yeah. I bring it up, Brendan Morrison. And, uh, uh, the other, the other day we all went out to, uh, have something, a couple of the writers, a couple of other people on Twitter, we all went out and we were naming, uh, people off like the 2010 and 2011, uh, rosters, uh, we, uh, uh, it was me and uh, Ray Napientek and uh, Ray uh, Razor from uh, Ray Ray from uh, Twitter. Yep. And uh, after everyone kind of left, we kind of hung out for a little while after the game. And we were naming people on that roster. And s- some of them were like, that guy was on that team then? God, it, it just doesn't seem like he was that guy was on that team. But you had like, you know, Brendan Morrison, they picked up off of waivers from uh, Vancouver. And uh, yeah, there's right. another guy too. Uh, I, I'm. Chris Campoli. Oh God. There was another guy though that, uh, Fernando Pisani. Uh, for, yeah. We brought him up too. Pisani and, uh, Andrew Brunette and, uh, oh, Brunette. Yeah, th- th- yeah. There was another center too, that they were like, well, you know, you might be able to bring him in. He might be able to play second line center. And he ended up playing fourth line center the entire time he was here with, uh, uh, he's, he's playing over in Andrew Abbott. That's the guy, Andrew Abbott. Oh, Abbott. Yeah. Abbott. Yeah. They got him from, right. uh, uh, the coyotes. I think it was. But yeah. Uh, yeah, Morrison was the guy where they're like, well, he might be able to play second line center. And immediately he was relegated to the fourth line and uh, never left. He ended up playing more wing than anything else, too, yeah. as I recall. Yeah. Yeah. But, but know, that was, was just, those, those were different times. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It was nice. Those are nice problems to have because they were able to uh, work, work with it. Uh oh. Yeah. Oh, boy. Adam Bolkvist. We just said all these nice things about Adam Bolkvist. He's getting worked out there. Oh, yeah. God. Kubelik just had a really nice scoring chance. He uh, he got by, I believe it was Eckholm. Yeah, I saw that. He got that. by him and 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 got a got a puck on net. I mean, it was a uh, low percentage, but it was uh, it was pretty impressive. He was making a rush. He had a, he had a step on him barely, but he had a yep. step on him. Watch, you're going to see yep. this. Uh oh, you're going to see the play. The Bokvist right in front. They passed to this guy, and he and he and he kind of did a, a like a spin around, and Bokvist kind of guessed the wrong way. <laughs> Left Crawford hung out to dry. All right, I don't want to talk too much about what. Cause you guys aren't watching the game, but, uh, so, uh, the playoff push, we kind of talked about that. It's kind of more propaganda than anything, but they got to, uh, it seems to me, at least, you know, reading between the lines that, um, Stan Bowman seems like he understands this team is not a playoff team and that, uh, buying at the deadline is not an option. Uh, yeah. he, he did. He, he kind of said like, I don't know if we're going to be selling, 
but there was no talk of buying. Uh, no matter well, what anyone else in the media says, there was no talk of buying at the at the deadline. He said, you know, I don't think you know we're in a place where we could you know do that. We're not really investigating any trades like that. Like read between the lines, they're not buying at the deadline. That's just not happening. No, it's not. And you know, I mean, that conversation again has happened the last two years, and they don't do it, um, which was wise. And um, I, I, you know, the question becomes if you stand pat, which they may end up doing, they may end up standing pat simply because they don't feel that they have, you know, that they can politically pull off what they would need to, um, you know, or get players to agree to move to waive their no movement clauses, et cetera. Um, it, it, the problem is, is that you're not, it, again, you're, you're kind of, they're going to be stuck in this same sort of uh, trajectory next year. Um, you know, so it's, it's, it's kind of tough, but you, I, I'm, I'm hopeful that they will uh, make some moves at the deadline and, and uh, you know, toward re- rebuilding, but we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm still getting, I'm, I really feel a lot more comfortable too. If we were, uh, you know, hearing about a Robin Leonard uh, contract extension. Um, Me too. Me too. I mean, we're only eight, nine days into the, into the new year since they can offer to him. So they may be working on one. With with the and I really hope they are working on one with his his agent, yeah. Because um, any other alternative at this point in time is um, a a worse outcome than signing Robin Leonard long term. Agreed. Uh, I, I don't care who you get. I don't care if you get if you think you can get Braden Holtby. I don't think you can. And I don't no. think I, it'll I, cost I, you ten million a year. I I would rather have. I'm not a huge Braden Holtby fan. Uh, I think he's kind of flaky. I like Robin Leonard much better. Uh, so, but, I think uh, there's an argument for Leonard over over Holpe, and certainly I think that they'll be able to sign Leonard for less. I mean, Holpe's a guy is the kind of guy that when he hits the market this summer, you know, you look at what the market was for Bobrovsky. Um, you know, his Holpe's dollars are going to at least get up in that in that neighborhood, and um, because that's what you know unrestricted free agency does. It jacks players you know salaries in the stratosphere and turns average players into great great players like remember carl alsner a few <laughs> years ago you yeah. know and so um yeah i mean we've been through this many many times the rationale for extending leonard and yeah you, you just really hope that they're that they're going to do it and, and longer you know i think the longer they wait well i shouldn't say that because there could be a lot of details they need to work out um but if they get close to, you know really close to the trade deadline and he has he hasn't signed. That's probably not a good sign. Yeah, definitely. Uh, oh, there's another who who got walked around there. Oh, cuckoo. Nice. <laughs> yeah. His sister's gonna block you again. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. She's gonna double block you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, she doesn't have to be blocked on Instagram, but don't anyone tell her. <clears throat> it's really funny because like like certain people like follow you. That like it's it's like you know like like relative celebrities follow you for for reasons we can't quite figure out, and then like there's there's these people who block you for reasons we can't figure out. Yeah, no kidding. There's sometimes it's where like, I like I have to go to a, I I go to a, like I see something pop up and I try to go to a uh, an account and it's like someone I've never talked to before, I've right. never said anything right. about before, but I'm blocked by them, and uh, I'm like, <laughs> okay, that's weird. Uh, like Dave Kaplan was like that. I guess I had said something about it, but like. I didn't like say it to him. I mentioned his name in something, so I don't know how it ended up happening, but, uh, you know, Dave Kaplan had me, you know, but, uh, yeah, it, there's a couple like that. And, 
Cuckoo's sister is one of them. I've never said anything <laughs> to her, and I don't really like rag on her brother either. Uh, but then I got people like, if you look at my Twitter timeline, Mark Greco. Yeah, <laughs> you know, he local, loves you. <laughs> yeah, local celebrity Mark Greco, uh, you know, who's been around forever. Uh, you know, he corresponds with me on Twitter every once in a while. I like Mark Greco, so I think it's awesome. I, you know, I'm kind of starstruck yeah. by it. But uh, yeah. yeah, it's it's weird to me. This Twitter thing is is really strange sometimes. Some of these people they come out of the woodwork and uh, oh yeah, there's there's some real uh, there's some real maniacs on Twitter. Yeah, no yeah. question. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, well, um, let me just kind of go through the stats a little bit because uh, it's been a couple of weeks. Um, <clears throat> right now they're nineteen nineteen and six. At the rate they're going, they're going to be uh, nineteen twenty and six. Uh, they got 44 points. They're seventh in their division, but it's kind of like a five-way tie for last with uh, the Preds and uh, someone else. Um, and uh, they're 24th overall in the league. They kind of went up a, like one or two slots overall. Their goal differential kind of got a little bit better. It was negative 20 before. It's negative 15, so they're kind of moving up in that. Uh, their face-off percentage went up slightly, but they're still in the bottom the bottom half of the league. They're actually in, uh, almost in the, uh, the bottom third of the league. Uh, their PK has been rising quickly. Their PK is actually looking really well. Uh, they went, <clears throat> excuse me, from 13th up to ninth. Uh, they're at 82%, which is a real respectable uh, PK considering the, the problems they had on the PK the past couple of years. Um, that's, you know, that's something. Yeah. And I think maybe that has something to do with, you know, Zach Smith and Ryan Carpenter, yeah, uh, who yep. you know log those minutes out there that are yep. that, that's kind of their specialties, and you know and I, I would probably say, to a degree, um, you know Olimata um, and Dahan when he yeah. was around. Yeah, definitely. Um, so you know that's that's promising. That's good, but yep. uh, their power play, uh, you know, fifteen point one. They went. They it got worse since the last time we uh, recorded, and they're twenty eighth in the league in the power play. Um, yeah, I mean. Traditionally, the Blackhawks, uh, you know, when they were winning cups, they weren't great on both uh, special teams. It was one or the other. They were kind of bad on one and re- pretty good on the other. And it kind of varied back and forth. Some year, sometimes they were, you know, better on the, the PK and some years they were better on the power play. But they were never yeah. really good at both at the yeah. same time. So, you know, this, it, I guess it's kind of par for the course. But, I mean, with this firepower, they should be a little better on the power play. And, hey. I'm going to keep repeating it because I said it during the summer. Remember all those people that were afraid to trade Eric Gustafson because it was going to break the power play. Well, he's still here and the power play sucks. So yeah. <laughs> nailed it. Yeah. So yeah, you really screwed up on that one. Everyone wanted to keep him, but uh, so uh, goals, goals for um, they're kind of, you know, they're in the bottom third of the league. They're 21st one with uh, 126 uh, goals against uh, the, the, I mean, they were in the top five at one point. Now they're 19th, tied for 19th. Uh, you know, teams are just kind of, uh, you know, it's not they're scoring a lot of goals, but, um, you know, definitely coming back down to earth. Um, <clears throat> and then in shots a game, shots faced per game, they're not getting any better. Uh, even though the last couple of games they've kind of g- uh, given up under 30, it hasn't yeah. changed their overall stats any. And they're, they're giving up 35.8 uh, shots a game on average. Yeah which yeah. is just terrible. That is awful. Yeah. Uh, no team wins the Stanley Cup giving up 35 shots a game. None. Zero. Yeah, I mean, no team gets out of the first round doing yeah. that. Yeah, 
you know, and most teams don't even get to the first round doing that. So, right. Yeah. Their possession numbers. I mean, uh, bottom third of the league again. I mean, they were good in possession for a while, but, uh, right now they're in the bottom third of the league for, uh, you know, Corsi and Fenwick, uh, their high danger save percentage just, you know, his, his hung steady. They're sixth in the league, which is pretty good. Uh, you know, anything in the top 10, I think is pretty good. So being sixth overall is, is not bad. And, uh, they're five on five save percentage. It's ninth, uh, which is good. You know, I, I'll take top 10 any day, uh, at 92.4%. So, uh, you know, they're averaging a nine twenty four save percentage, which is pretty good. You know, um, yeah, I'll take that any day on my team. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it's, it just kind of shows you where, you know, where their deficiencies are and, uh, and and all that stuff so nothing we didn't know yep for sure for sure and it just goes to show what they're down being down two nothing right now <clears throat> almost down three nothing because there are a couple of uh grade eight chances the uh perds had yeah but uh so anyway let's uh do a couple of questions and then uh, we'll kind of get out of here uh we'll do some uh you know cleaning up at the end a couple things i want to bring up um so questions um the Honorable William J. Lepetamine. Let me find his sound clip for him. The Where? Gov. To the Honorable William J. Lepetamine, Governor. Can Alex Fortin still be referred to as a prospect for the Hawks? He's got a couple of chances in the Hawks, or with the Hawks, uh, with no real impact, plus oft injured, which is all true. Um, yeah. I mean, I guess you could, with the players that they've brought up, and they have not brought up Fortin, I think he might be hurt. Um, and I, I think his time's going to run out at some point. Uh, unfortunately, you know, maybe you'll see him pop up somewhere else. I, I think he could play the NHL. Um, I do too. But, uh, you know, to what degree, I don't know. Uh, I, I don't think he, he might not be in the future for the Blackhawks planes anymore. Yeah, he's one of those guys, I think, that could end up getting traded a couple of times. But he's got a couple of qualities that um, are going to always keep him on team's radar, at least for a while. And that one is speed. And then the other one is he's, he's really competitive. And, uh, so I, I have a feeling he's one of those guys, though, who may finally find his spot, probably with an organ, another organization, you know, when he gets a, a couple more years under his belt and figures the game out a little better at the NHL level. Um, and But he, he's one thing he's got that you can't coach is tremendous speed, and um, he's, he's very competitive. So, and, I, you know, I, I've always liked Alex Fortin, and I, and I, you know, hope he finds a spot in the league somewhere. Seattle. Yeah, it could be. Yeah. Could be. Uh, Burns Churches, my boy Burns, from way back, from the Puckett Hostel days. Uh, please talk about the Blackhawks brass and what happens when the team doesn't make the playoffs. Uh, do the injuries at some point, I guess, decimated team come into consideration or Stan Bowman's gig, jig finally up? Um, I, you know, I, don't, I guess it depends on if they really bottom out or not, but I don't, you know, it, it doesn't seem like they're that hot to uh fire anybody but you know i guess you know you miss the playoffs again for a third year in a row something's got to happen right yeah you'd think i mean this team is i think it's paralyzed you know oh they just scored again three nothing yeah i didn't see that yet but yeah it's matt matt duchene oh yeah terrible turnover who was, de- who was defending him yeah that was there was a terrible turnover keeping at the blue line uh yeah look at them they're all laughing on the bench the Preds are out laughing. Yeah. Duchesne's laughing. They're laughing. They're having a good time. So the turnover. <laughs> <laughs> Jonathan, 
Jonathan Taves. Oh, Jonathan Taves. Taves, and it was Taves's man. Yeah, John, Jonathan Taves did not look good on that play. What went off of uh, Quenville's stick? Yeah, it went. He, yeah. he backhanded and went off of Quenville's stick. Eckholm kept it in. Uh, is it offsides? Oh no, he left. He kept it in. Yeah, it, it was in. offsides. Yeah, it was in. Yeah, they didn't even look at it. Yeah, so they they show. I saw the the replay. Looked. I mean, that was in. Yeah, yeah, it was close. Yeah. All right. Well, there we go with that. Um, <laughs> Jackie Davis. Uh, thank you, Jackie Davis, for for your questions always and your review you gave us last time. Uh, I see a lot of trash talk about Ali Mata, about how he sucks, about how he can score goals. I'd like to hear your thoughts. I know he doesn't uh, have a lot of offensive upside, but overall, I think he's been. I th- I don't think he's been bad. I like Ali Mata for what he is. He's a defensive type defenseman. He's got a Stanley Cup. He's only twenty four. He's, you know, fairly um, cost effective, fairly. Um, and, and, you know, I think he doesn't, he, he's a fine, he's a fine member of this team. I, yeah, I, I don't I have no issue with Ali Mata whatsoever. And this, the, the criticism of him not scoring goals, who, anybody out there who, who entertains those thoughts, please, please listen, write this down if you have to. There are certain players whose value to an NHL team is not necessarily scoring a lot of goals. They're guys who, who help defend. Nicholas and guess Jellerson. what? Your hockey team has no one who could defend. So, you know, I mean, I, I would be grateful for the fact that you've got a guy with a pedigree as a defensive defenseman, 24, he's won a cup. Um, hopefully he can stay healthy. Um, if he can, um, he could be a pretty effective part of your team in more of a defensive role. You know, I, I it just... It just stuns me that people say this stuff. I mean, they never said it about Nicholas Jalmerson, thank God. But he was that kind of player. I yep, mean, he was yep. he was a guy whose game was defense. Um, so it's just it, to me, it's ridiculous. Only Mod is the <laughs> the last thing from the problem on this team, um, or one of the last things. Going back to the other question about uh, from Burns, you know, I, I personally, I just think this organization's paralyzed. I, I think that they were caught off guard by how quickly their their core players have started to deteriorate and to you know for their games to go south, um, and they 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 have all this money tied up in them and they're they're paralyzed. They don't know what to do um, because the to really rebuild is going to cost them a lot of money. There are going to be a lot of empty seats in the building. They're, they're going to lose some corporate sponsors and they don't know what to do. So then you get comments like, well, uh, we're not going to be uh, buyers at the deadline, uh, but we're probably not going to be sellers either. So you're going to do nothing and you're going to keep doing this crap. And so what it comes down to is if anybody gets fired, it'll be because somebody's looking for a scapegoat. Oh, Jesus. Did you see the penalty? They just took the too many men. Seven guys yep. on the ice. Yep. Yep. Seven yeah, guys. that one's on, that one's yeah. on Colton or the assistants. It's you know that's no way around that. Although you know, in the Q used to get those too all the time. I mean, you know, they they try to get so clever with the changes and 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 they you know bend the rules and then they get caught. But anyway, <coughs> going back to the question, I just think you know, I, I'm not sure that firing one guy is the answer. I mean, I think I think really what they got to do is they they may have to just totally clean house from. Um, team president on down and and really rebuild this thing um but it, that's going to take a lot of courage on the part yeah. of someone yeah well to do that. we'll see if rock if rocky actually has the rocks to do it but um yep. i don't you know i honestly don't think he does 
I think if he did it, it would be like <laughs> Bowman goes and the you know, uh he's just gonna do a one at a time kind of thing. I don't think he's I really just don't I don't think there's any chance in you know hell what? that he it fully cleans house. I just don't. Yeah, I, I, probably not all at once. But you know what? How about if he calls a press conference and he says, yeah, I'm, I'm firing the president and the general manager. Um, and I'm going to bring in a new general manager who's probably going to who's probably going to fire the coach. And we're going to bring in people who are experienced hockey people because we got to rebuild this thing. I, I got to be honest with you. I don't see there being a huge public outcry for replacing this over replacing this front office. I don't see it. I don't think that they're terribly popular, frankly. The no, popularity no, of this team is on the ice. Actually, I'll be honest with you. I, I think Stan Bowman's more popular with me than everybody else, and that's a shocker because I was one of his <laughs> harshest critics. Um, like, I mean, we, I think we try to be fair with him. I, but, and again, I think that I, I don't know if Stan Bowman is the guy to rebuild this team because I don't think he's that kind of a GM. I think he's more of a maintainer than he is a builder, and he did a really good job maintaining from – you know, uh, 2010 to, to, you know, 2015 or so. And then, and then it really went South and, and, you know, the team's been in need of rebuilding and I, it just doesn't seem that that's his strong suit. And it doesn't seem that this front office is structured for building, you know, I mean, that was one of the things about Dale Talon. I mean, Dale Talon and Mike Smith built this team. Don't kid yourselves. You know, the team that won the cups, they did. And did they just get another goal? Oh, geez, they no. did four nothing. No, no, they're at the intermission. Oh no, is that all? Oh, okay, yeah. sorry. Yeah, sorry, three nothing. <clears throat> anyway, um, but that's that's the fact. I mean, and Bowman maintained it. He tweaked it in 2013, 2015. Made some good moves, and but that that wasn't happening without the foundation that was laid by Mike Smith and Rick Dudley and Dale Talon. And I think that they need. Um, you know, a more of a, a pure talent assessor, a guy with a scouting background to come in and, and run this thing and rebuild it. And that's not an aspersion on Stan Bowman. I think Stan Bowman probably will get another job somewhere. And hopefully, you know, what they ask him to do will be in line with his skills and, and uh, he'll have success. But um, I, I don't know. I just think not to do anything guarantees more of the same. It's not going to just miraculously change by itself. Yeah. It's not. Yeah. So... Yeah, no, I I completely agree. I just don't, you know, just like the, you know, they don't they don't fire ge- uh, general managers in the middle of the season kind of thing. No, it's like, they don't. Just they some don't. things just don't happen, and uh, you know. So anyway, that's my dog. So uh, yeah, that's uh, that's it for the Blackhawks right now. They're down three nothing, and uh, you know the the chances of uh, going two out of winning two out of every three is uh, when they're losing two out of every three. You know, they're they're going they're going backwards. So and, they're probably uh, not going to win that uh, one of those two games tonight. Yeah, <laughs> doesn't look good. Yeah, for sure. So anyway, well, a couple of things uh, I want to kind of talk about. You know, as far as the website and everything uh, goes. Um, first of all, I want to be the first to wish Mr. Mario Tarabasi happy birthday. Uh, he turns thirty, I believe. Wow. Uh, tomorrow, Friday, the tenth. Uh, so uh, our boy Mario, who's been a warrior for us since day one, uh, best uh, Rockford IceHogs beat writer in the in the business, the best, and the uh, best. you know he kills it with the Blackhawks stuff too. When sometimes when he helps out and pitches in, yep. so yep. our boy Mario, love you to death, buddy. Um, yeah, happy birthday, happy thirtieth. So uh, happy birthday, Mario! You're yeah. a good dude. Many more. Yeah, and 
something uh, I kind of threw out today. I kind of want to bring it up to people a little bit. Uh, I, I was kind of asking people, uh, since we have a mostly Chicago audience and a mostly, you know, an all hockey audience, uh, I wanted, you know, if anyone is interested, um, we're kind of, you know, we're, we are bringing on writers. Uh, we're interviewing writers and stuff to fill positions, not in only in the, in the Blackhawks division, but, you know, in Colorado, possibly in future in, uh, in Columbus. But um, I, I, we're going to try and we're going to make an attempt to take on the Chicago Wolves. Uh, that's my, my intention. So if you're out there, you, uh, you know, you, you've got writing background uh, and you're, you know, familiar with the wolves, 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 <laughs> um, and you're interested in it, uh, contact us, you know, it's right for W R I T E for F O R at the dash rink.com or, or drop either of us a line on the yeah, Twitters for sure. Um, yeah. we want to, we figure we, 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 we already have the most comprehensive Chicago, uh, hockey, uh, coverage. And it, this would just put us over the edge. Uh, it, it, it just would be silly to not, uh, you know, hit this market. Uh, they've got a, a great fan base and everything like that. And, uh, you know, uh, South, they have, a lot of people who follow that team, uh, especially in the days when the Blackhawks weren't very good. So, uh, yeah, contact us if you're interested. Um, also, you know, other writing positions we do have open, so feel free at any point in time to ask yep. us. Um, but, uh, you know, we got a lot of other stuff going on too. Um <clears throat> Don't forget the Rink Colorado division. They're they're pumping out some uh, some good content. Uh, Aaron Goldschmidt, JJ Seward, Lucas Rosell uh, out there. They're killing it out there. They're like, I mean, they're sassy. Yeah, and, and the great part about it is like you know, it's not like I gotta I gotta tell them what to do. They know what to do, man. They're doing a great job. I, yeah, I I'm really proud of those guys out there. Those three are, are, are nailing it. JJ's great with the pictures. They do Denver University. Um, they do uh, the Colorado Eagles, the AHL team. I mean, they're just three guys out there just killing it, you know? So, yep. Yep. you know, uh, you know, check them out, uh, follow them. You know, you could follow the uh, at the rink Colorado. Uh, to, that's usually Aaron tweeting there, but uh, sometimes you'll see some of the other guys tweeting there. Um, but there's uh, Aaron Goldschmidt, JG Seward, and, and Lucas Rozell. And, uh, you know, make sure you follow that account. Uh, if, if you're interested in the Avs stuff and with the team doing so well, the Avs team doing so well, this is a perfect time for, you know, us to, to hit our stride and, and uh, you know, kind of flex our muscles, uh, you know, with some other stuff and, and show everyone what we can do out there. So good job out there, guys. Uh, you know, maybe there may be a, you know, podcast in the future. I don't know, you know, just anything is possible with these guys. So we'll see what happens. Um, I think uh, I don't really have too much more, uh, in the way of plugs, uh, John, you got any plugs? I got a plug. So, uh, our boy, Jake Martin, um, used to be one of our writers, um, has remained, uh, one of our good friends has, uh, fired up his, uh, his old blog, um, again. And, uh, he wants to, uh, to get in, the, to get out there and, uh, offer some points of view that, uh, I dare say are going to be consistent with ours, but, uh, he's a really good writer. And, uh, I would, so I'm going to suggest that you, um, write this URL down and bookmark it in your browser, F-A-N-S-F-R-O-N-C-H-R-O-O-M dot WordPress dot com. F-A-N-S-F-R-O-N-C-H-R-O-O-M dot WordPress dot com. That's, uh, that's our boy Jake Martin. He's got a partner that he's working with. Um, and I think we're going to also um, have Jake on the show here to talk about his, his new site um, before too long. And uh, 
We uh, we fully support him. He's our boy. We, yeah. we like Jake. So, yeah, to make it nice and easy, it's fansfrenchroom.wordpress.com. And it's, you know, a play on the Chicago French Room. It's F-R-O-N-C-H, French Room. So, yeah, fansfrenchroom.wordpress.com. And Jake uh, Jake's a good guy, uh, good friend, uh, you know, one of uh, Chicago's finest. Uh, he is. Yes. He's a good dude. Very passionate. Very passionate uh, guy, and uh, we love Jakey. He's a, he's a really good dude. Yeah. Um, so uh, that's uh, that that's a good call out on that one. Uh, I, I I'm trying to get, go off the top of my head with all these uh, plugs and stuff. So we got a lot of plugs. We got a lot of plugs. We got a lot of sponsors. <laughs> yeah. You got anything? <laughs> you got anything else uh, other than the fans French room? No, I got nothing else tonight. All right. Cool. Yeah. So. Uh, Sure. I guess with that being said, uh, you can find all of our comprehensive content on www.the-rink.com. Now, there are, are also, you can go specifically to the divisions. So you could do chicago.the-rink.com. You get all the Blackhawk stuff. You could do colorado.the-rink.com to get all the Colorado stuff. Or you could just go to the front page and navigate that way. I'm trying to make it so, you know, people, you know, there's all kinds of easy ways you could bookmark and all that other stuff. Plus, we have like steel.thedashrink.com, icehogs.thedashrink.com. So they all work. Um, but, uh, yeah, check that, check all that stuff out. Um, you can find us on all the popular social media. Uh, our main account that encapsulates everything, just like thedashrink.com, the main page, is The Rink Official. We have that on Facebook. We have that on Instagram. We have that on Twitter. Uh, you will see all of our stuff there. I try to replicate everything from the website on that on that one you'll get everything um <clears throat> then individually if you want to just follow the individual twitters you got the rink colorado the rink columbus which we haven't started yet but it's there go follow it and the rink shy chi for the chicago based stuff and you can tell by the you know the avatars on there pretty much what division you're you're looking at but uh so those those are your accounts your individual accounts the rink cast for just the Rinkcast stuff, I am at Puck and Hostel as always, uh, always and forever. I'm not changing that. You're at Jekyll, J A E C K E L. I'm not changing that. He's not changing that. Uh, are you changing him like uh, you know Rocky Wirtz or something like that? Nothing like that. <laughs> John McDonough. I'll think about it. I'll think about it. John McDonough burner account and nothing like that. And I'm surprised there are more of those actually. Yeah. Well, basically because everyone realizes that John McDonough is too old to have a burner account. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So, But if you get a chance, head over to iTunes, rate, review us. We would really appreciate that. Uh, we would like to get over to that next level. So, um, you know, even if you just rate us and you don't review us, that's fine, too. But uh, we appreciate every uh, review and rating that we get. So thank you when you do when you guys head over there and do that stuff. Uh, that's it for me. So, uh Thanks for taking time out of your busy schedules to download, listen, and support us. Until next episode, see you on the ring.